This is the Prestigious Initiative, and these are the points. I'm Chris Kent, and I'm joining Chris Bean. Hello, Mr. Bean. Hello, sir. Let's sit down and talk about our conversation with Billy Lahr. Um, what did you think of, of Billy, Mr. Bean? I, I thoroughly enjoyed having him on. I know that our conversation was uh, a spirit lifter, if you will. You know, definitely put us in a good mood afterward. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I thought Billy had some very insightful points about being mindful and even practical takeaways about how to apply that mindfulness throughout the day. Uh, I, I, the, the conversation was wonderful. Uh, I felt like we had a good connection between between us, uh, the three of us, and yeah, all, all good things. Yes, sir. Yeah, I agree. I, li- I like that Billy is a very relatable guy, and he, he presents himself in a way that is very positive and reassuring, and, and it's just great to be able to sit down with him, you know, and talking about his history a little bit, he started out as a dean of students or not didn't start out as it, but he was a dean of students. And, you know, he used a phrase at a certain point before he talked about taking some time off and doing some traveling, which I, I, I'm jealous of. It'd be nice to be able to travel the same way he did. But he used the phrase that he's a recovering people pleaser. And I thought that was really interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, I feel like some people don't necessarily realize they are a people pleaser or two people realize they're people pleaser, but don't do anything about it. But three, that he recognized it and wants to take a better approach to it rather than something that is negative or toxic to himself. And so it was cool to hear him use that phrase kind of jokingly. But when you really think about it as a recovering people pleaser, I think that's a good approach to take once you recognize that and maybe recognize that it's not always the best thing to try to to be or try to pursue. And so I just I, I like that phrase that he used Um kind of toward the beginning there and, you know, talking about how he got to where he is now. Well, I think that that in, in all the things we talked about, it was all about mindset shifts and putting yourself into the mindset of being a recovering people pleaser, uh, you know, it hits all those points that you said, it, it lets you know where you were, what you were doing and, and where you want to go and what you n- sort of need to do in order to get there, which is, which is, an interesting way to look at that because oftentimes we are all people pleasers and they're not, we're pleasing other people, but in doing so we're, we're, it's at almost always the detriment to ourselves and being a recovering people pleaser. Again, there's that mindset shift enough that, that sets you on the right path or a better path for where you perhaps want to go. So that, I think that phrasing was purposeful and, and key in the way that he said that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Speaking of mindsets and mindfulness, you know, one of his his main missions is to demystify mindfulness. And yet again, talking to him as just a, a regular guy and a, a personable guy talking about the idea of mindfulness, it doesn't have to be us sitting on the floor on, you know, rice mats with our our index and thumb touching as we're sitting cross-legged, eyes closed and humming some tune or whatever. But the way he approaches mindfulness and, and goes about talking about mindfulness and promoting mindfulness, I think is very accessible, but also it does have that demystified kind of approach to it where it isn't, hey, you need to go do this thing and burn some incense and be super zen about it. You know, like you brought up, Mr. Bean, you're, you're in the car on the driving to work and the music's off and you're focusing and you're you're trying to control your mindset or shift your mindset, or at least very, at the very least, observe your mindset and where you are. And so I think that his approach to it and what he's trying to do is is working, but it makes it more accessible and, and easy for anybody at any point in time during any kind of, of uh, activity or whatever it may be to be able to 
practice mindfulness. Um, and again, I think that sometimes the word mindfulness and maybe even meditation can be a, a daunting or a kind of intimidating word when you think about it in that way. But I really like that he took that more laid back approach to it. But you can even tell talking to him that it's done something for him and he has been um, impacted greatly by his own practice of mindfulness and those small moments working up to something bigger or staying as it is. It has definitely made a difference in him. And you can tell that just in, just in our conversation. Well, and, and, and you're right because mindfulness means so many different things to different people. And if you have never practiced mindfulness, your anticipation of what it w- is or what you think it w- would be is far, most of the time, it's far off from what it actually is. And until you do it, you're like, oh, that's all That's all that is? Oh, yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah, I, I could see the benefit for doing something like that. And, you know, speaking with Billy, it, it again, like you said, he's very relatable, very, uh, speaks in a very understanding way. And he holds those uh, group mindfulness sessions that people can get on and, and, and see what it's about. And there's no, there's no pressure to be any sign any kind of certain, uh, you know, different way, but and, opening. And, and they're virtual. And they're virtual. You don't have to go anywhere or yeah. if you didn't want to be in the actual presence of people, it's a virtual mindfulness session, which I, that was interesting to me. I never thought about that. I guess almost anything can be virtual nowadays considering things that we've been through and positions we're in or places we're in now. But that was, yeah, that was cool. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. And, and, but I think that's right because, you know, you, if you feel like you have to go somewhere to do this, then, okay, there's the pressure of, of, okay, I have to go there. I have to conform and be a certain kind of way. And then, you know, you have to have the uh, enough courage or enough bravery or whatever to actually drive there. And then you have to muster more courage or bravery in order to open the door and actually go into the place of whatever it is that you're going to do. And, being able to break those barriers down and do it at home, not necessarily around people, you know, and, and practice your mindfulness and and the benefit of that and, and bringing your mind to the present state of where you are can do has so many benefits, so many benefits. And again, I think that the, the way that he's doing it in such a relatable, understanding way, and bringing that to to people far and wide. And he talked about finding his community. And, and of course, I'm sure his community is ever growing and expanding and all with like-minded individuals with a basic understanding of what they're doing. And because of his his instruction on, in that regard. And starting out in those small steps, either by yourself or joining that virtual group before finding people, it helps you to develop that confidence in who you are. And then you go into those those spaces and talk to those people and, and do the next big thing that Billy was talking about, which is to find your community, finding your crew and how crucial that is to have people that are like-minded, that are on your side, that are are l- looking for you to win. We, we brought up Kevin, you know, that's, that's Kevin Palmieri's big thing is, you know, he just wants to see everybody win and, and having that heart for other people is very important. So finding that community, finding that crew and investing into people who are going to invest into you or who already are investing into you rather than spending your time chasing someone or or even some things that are are not good for you are not benefiting you aren't putting things back into you and, and to bring it to people specifically, you don't want to waste all your time chasing after somebody, doing everything for somebody when they're not going to help you back. That's not your community. That's not your crew. Uh, It's not beneficial for you. And these are all steps that can help us get to that point 
number one, by ourself, but then number two, when we're in a good place, we can seek out those other people to have that community and have that crew of people that we're just, we're all looking for each other to win. We're all looking to, to, for everybody to, to do better and be better for themselves. And there's no ulterior motive. You know, I don't want you to do better so that I can get this from you. I don't want you to do better so that, uh, you can do something like they just want you to do better because they want you to do better. You know, your community, your crew, they invest in who you are. And that's the person or people you need to find to invest in yourself because they're already investing in you and helping to make you better. Yeah. You know, of course the hard part is either finding or establishing that kind of community. And then, you know, when you're in that community, you have to be like-minded. You have to be the type of person that will help other people for no return on, on, on your investment, just to, to help them, to help them achieve more than, than what they're doing. And in doing so, they will be more apt to do that for you, but you can't go in and help other people with expectations of, of being helped later on, but it has to be a, a genuine part of who and how you operate in that community. You want them to succeed, and in doing so, they will help you to succeed. Billy talked about being intentional with creating your experiences, and it goes into another topic we can we can talk about in a little bit. But I think it also goes with who you are creating those experiences with, and and if you're not being intentional about who you're spending time with, who you're pursuing, who you're seeking out, someone might find you and they might try to exploit you or use you for something that's that's not going to be beneficial for you. So be intentional about creating experiences with people and be aware of where you are being seen and where you are being heard. Because we talked about, you know, it's easy to go somewhere and have someone see and hear what you have to say, but that person might not have your best best interest in mind. That person might be looking to to get something out of you instead of genuinely caring about you. And so it's not just enough sometimes, and it takes work. It takes work to create those experiences with people. And it takes work to identify that where I'm being seen and heard is not good for me. And so I need to go out and find somewhere that being seen and heard is beneficial, that my community and my crew are going to be there and, and help me to grow in my journey. And and, and again, it's, it's not always easy, but if we're not aware of that, I think this is going to, it's going to hinder our journey to be coming more mindful and, and finding that good community. You just, you got to be intentional about it and you have to be aware of, of where you are, are, seeking that community and where you are, are being accepted and, and kind of, you know, poured into by other people as well. And I'm, I'm sure you remember this, but that brings me back to where we talked about setting intentions while you are meeting with somebody or, or, you know, before you walk into work or you, you walk into home, but setting clear intentions for what you are like the, the, the kind of feelings that you're putting off, because, you know, if you, if you, you more often get what you're what you're putting off. So if you smile at somebody, they're going to smile back. If you yawn, scientific fact, if somebody sees you yawn, they're going to have an urge to yawn as well. And so by putting off the intentions of building a strong community or, or, or seeing other people succeed, those intentions will be perceived by others and hopefully will be then reciprocate, reciprocated back to you because you set those clear intentions for yourself in those different areas of your life. I think Billy really does that well. Billy really is that person who is setting those intentions and, and giving off what he wants to get back and really having other people in mind. You know, we talked a little bit off off screen or off not screen, but 
off off camera in the the what do they call it backstage behind the scenes you know we're, we you know we had some issues getting into our call with Billy and we were able to work through it together and, and, and make things work and you know he very much was able to set that tone and and really be that positive force and I like I said I don't know if I made it to the episode or not but I I personally appreciated that because going into it after that kind of you know uh, fumbling our way into it, it put me in a bad mood, but he was there to, to give off the positive energy and, and it kind of, we fed off each other and we, we all ended up having a really good conversation and, you know, talking about creating experiences, not just with people, but what I was mentioning earlier is that he also spent a lot of time talking about allowing yourself to be present. So whether it's in the car or you're making a cup of coffee or, you know, you're, you're about to eat, uh, a certain type of food or whatever it is being present. And when you're being present, using all five of your senses to appreciate those things around you, you know, slowing down to, 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 to see all the colors in, uh, uh, the meal in front of you to, to smell the, the, aroma from the coffee to taste both those things as they as they you know touch your tongue and and just all the feelings that you can all the senses you can use to help you be present and that in itself can be a form of meditation a form of mindfulness is allowing yourself to slow down and take the time to engage and be present with whatever it is that you're doing um and again I like that he makes it practical and easy or the way that he talks about it is it's, it's not hard to implement that into your daily life. You know, you drinking that cup of coffee anyways, take an extra 15 seconds, maybe not even extra it takes you 15 seconds to take a, a sip. You're already doing it. Just apply a little bit more uh, to that to help slow down your day and, and really center you and be mindful. And, you know, we talked a little later too about within that mindfulness uh, gratefulness, being grateful that you have all those five senses, being grateful for all the things that you're able to uh, perceive and and think about, and it all it all ties together, and 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 it it you know it it's not this daunting task. It's not hard to do that, but you have to take the time to to intentionally create that experience using all five of your senses to find out what you can be grateful for and really give it or let yourself take that time to, to slow, slow everything down and, and, and appreciate and, and be present with what's going on. Right. And, and it seems nowadays people want to kind of fast forward through their day and, and just enjoy the good parts. But, you know, really, if you were thinking and looking at things from the, from the, a different perspective, any part of your day, good, bad, whatever, could be perceived as beneficial, as helpful, as, as a good part of your day. And I think that, you know, having the intention of being thankful or being grateful for the opportunity for you to do whatever it is, even if it's just as small as enjoying a cup of coffee. And as you're drinking that cup of coffee, like you said, you're going to do it anyways. Why not use all of your faculties, all of your senses to fully enjoy that cup of coffee? You know, oftentimes you get to the end of the day and you're thinking, you know, somebody asks you, well, what'd you do today? Uh, I don't know. Because you live life on fast forward. You, you, you know, you're, you're not actually present or paying attention to anything that's going on because it's just, you know, swipe by swipe, 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 or, or scroll, 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 or, you know, blink and, and, oh man, the day is done because you're living life on fast forward. So take a few minutes just to, just whatever it is that you're doing, 
and fully think about what you're doing. Be present in the moment. And then you will, I'm sure you will find many things that you're grateful for because you took the time to be present in your day. And we talked, I know you and I talk all the time about routines and habits and Billy talked about it too. And, and finding mindfulness in those routines and habits, the routine of making coffee, the routine of taking a shower, the routine of going for a walk and being present in those moments, using all your senses to help you appreciate the things around you. And, you know, we talked about how it's okay to seek help in developing your practices and, and looking for coaches to help you if you need it, help you to develop the routines and not even just someone that you have to go to and say, Hey, here's what I'm struggling with. And they say, all right, well, here's what you pay me. We did talk about that a little bit and how, if it's worth it to you, then it's worth it to put the money forward. But he also mentioned there's tons of free resources. There's YouTube, there's internet articles, there's people online sharing their their tactics and tips for developing these routines and habits and even being mindful. Like it's it's all there for you. And you know, another thing to appreciate about Billy is that he's not pushing himself or his um, service onto you. He again is someone that wants to see you win by any means. Not by any means. I don't think he wants you to do things that are illegal or, or negative, but you know what I mean? He wants to see you win at the end of the day. And so he's able to to help push that as well. And I really like that. And, you know, moving beyond that, we're talking about how far he's come in his life and where he was at one point in time where he is now. I wrote down a quote that he had said, um, maybe it was just in passing, maybe he says it all the time, but I, I really like the sentiment of it and, when, when, and, and what it meant. And, and what Billy said was, I wouldn't trade my new problems for my old problems. And there's so many things about that, and, and and just a couple of them, I think, is that, number one, it acknowledges that no amount of work, effort, or mindfulness are going to take away our problems. We are always going to have problems in one way or another. Um, but number two, appreciating where you were and where you are now and what it took to get you there uh, is that difference between the old problems and the new problems. But then number three, it's, it's, it's acknowledging that we you know, we're always going to have something that is going to push back against our happiness, our mindfulness, our success, and even taking time to enjoy that and, and find, um, maybe not be grateful for it or, you know, desire more of it, but just understanding that's part of life. You know, when I was, you know, five years ago, I had problems. Now I have problems in five years, I'm still going to have problems, but you know, it's all a work in progress. It's all part of, of life to maybe sound a little cliche or dramatic there. You know, it's just, it's part of, part of the journey that we're all on. And again, I, you know, maybe he says it all the time. Maybe it was just our conversation, but I wrote it down because I really liked that. You know, I wouldn't trade my new problems for my old problems. And it again, speaks to the, the attitude that Billy has that I'm sure he's come to through his mindfulness practices. Well, and, and what an interesting way to, to, to frame that. We talk about mindsets. It's not that you will never have problems. You're going to have problems no matter what, no matter how much money you have in the bank account, wherever you live, that cool car you have, whatever whatever goal you set for yourself and then achieve, you're, there's going to be problems. And and sometimes, hopefully, the problems that you're in, in that your future you experiences will be lower 
or, or, or not as big or not as troublesome or whatever it is as the problems that you have now. You always want to be growing and moving in a forward type direction. So I think that's the, the, the kind of one of the key takeaways that I get from that is my past problems were worse than my present problems. But how much of that is perspective? Well, because I think when you start to look at it differently, maybe the problems are the, you know, quote unquote, same size. But you're looking at it differently and that that diminishes the size of the problem, too. I mean, there's no way to quantify this and actually figure it out. But I think that's a part of it is maybe it's not that your problems get smaller. It's just that you look at them differently and you, you have a different uh, perspective on those problems. I think the key is as long as they're not the same problems as you, the, you know, as, as long as your current problems aren't the same problems as your past problems, you're moving in, 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 a, in a good direction. And. I think all of that, to me, you know, this is a weird way to, to think about this, perhaps. Um, but we always, you know, as a kid, I remember watching Back to the Future. In fact, that's that's like my favorite movie. I'm like, oh, it'd be so cool to to, to time travel. We all time travel. Yes, I, I I said that. We all time travel. We can only travel into the future, and only one minute, one second at a time. But we're all moving in a forward type direction. We're not standing still. We can't go backwards. So understanding that we're always moving forward. Time doesn't stop. We can't stop time. We can't pull back time. Time's moving forward and we have to move forward with it. And I think in in the way the way that I process that that kind of quote is my future problems or my, my current problems, yes, I have. My past problems, yes, I had. And I wouldn't trade. One for the either uh, for one for the other, and my hopefully my future problems because again we're we're moving forward. My future problems are still going to be there. They're still going to be something I have to take care of. But I also wouldn't trade those when I get there for the problems that I have currently. And so, all of that is is you know yes we get the time travel. We're moving forward in time. Everybody does that. It's not quite you know as as cool of a breakthrough as it sounds. But you know again it's all about the mindset shift. And I think that understanding that no matter where you are on the timeline, you're going to have problems. They're not going to magically go away. That, that millionaire, whoever it is that you're, that you're hoping to, to be like, that you're, that you're following, they have problems as well. They, probably, they maybe even have bigger or worse problems than what you have right now. But just because you get that, that, that check mark, you, you, you can cross off that goal. It doesn't mean the problems go away. There are going to be problems. And I think, again, the, the key to that for me is, Yes, there, there's, a, there's a perspective shift. Yes, there's a, a kind of thought that, okay, well, I'm always going to have some kind of a problem. But it's the mindset of how you deal with them, how you interact with them, and, and the level of carryover that they have throughout your day and your, your emotions and your feelings as you progress. And, and I think that having the mindfulness, like Billy talks about, have, bringing yourself to the present moment and being in that present moment, living and sitting and breathing in that time, is so important to be able to put those things into perspective for yourself. And a big part of that is being comfortable, like you said, with accepting old problems, current problems, and the future problems we're going to have. Which brings me to the, the last thing that I, I have here for, for Billy. You know, He talked about uh, our comfort zone. Do you remember what he said our comfort zone was like? Um, I don't recall. Pizza dough. Oh, pizza dough. Yeah, pizza yeah, yeah, dough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't take it from the outside and try to stretch it. It comes from within, the, in the middle. You work from the middle and then you, you kind of push your way out. And that was a great analogy as 
as people who like to use analogies, I, I really liked his analogy of that, the pizza dough of your comfort zone. So I think it was worth mentioning here too. It it's, takes effort, but you can't let things on the outside pull you and stretch you. It needs to come from you. And sometimes it's a slow process, but from the inside out and move through that um, safely and move through that, you know, comfortably as you start to stretch that, that comfort zone and, and, and move, move past that, you know? Well, and what an interesting way to, to frame that too is because as you're stretching that pizza dough, you'll have some areas that get thinner. And he talked about this, but that some areas get thinner, and maybe you know you have to you have to give those some some areas to, to you know push back on or to put some extra flour or dough or whatever there to kind of you know fill those out a little bit. But you have to be careful and mindful as you're being stretched, as you're stretching your comfort zone, that you are not getting too thin in other areas because then you'll have a hole, and that's a what a problem that is. And so that is a, what a, what a cool way to, to frame that. Um, you know, it's all about mindset and, and, and he did such a wonderful job about making them all of these concepts easy to understand and accessible to, to, you know, the quote unquote normal people. Yes, sir. Those are the points for this week. Make sure to tune in next time for our next conversation and some more points until next time. I'm Chris Kent. And I'm Chris Bean.